Hello and welcome to episode four of Cutting It Close with Cliff Bailey. As always, I am your host, Cliff Bailey. This week, I sit down with Kendrick Simmons, another local filmmaker, another self-made man. And I tell you what, uh, we cut it pretty close here with him. Um, another fellow I met from the Hawaii Filmmakers Collective Pitch Meeting, uh, February 2016. Met a lot of folks that night. That was the first night I really found my people, I feel like. Um, other other filmmakers, actors, uh, etc. And, uh, the, yeah, more stories coming from that. But uh, Kendrick, he pitched his project... Uh, the Tattoo Club, Curse of the Dragon. And we spend a lot of time talking about that today, its inspiration, and um, how he really reinvented himself coming from the ghettos of Las Vegas to the island of Oahu. And uh, just through uh, different experiences, he went from being homeless and working as a security guard to enrolling in school uh, local community college in their television department and uh, working his way to where he is now you know like none of the people I talk to are, are millionaires or um, you know Hollywood success stories yet but they are definitely successful at life I would say and these are the, the these are the kinds of things I aspire to I mean we all want to get our big break we all want to um, you know be remembered for something great but uh, I don't think you necessarily have to have Hollywood style success in order to achieve that I feel like everyone I've talked to has done that and uh, I, I hope I'm on my way to doing that myself but uh, I digress this conversation with Kendrick was uh, delightful unfortunately I I don't know what the deal was but I started developing a headache towards the end I don't know if I just didn't if there was the air pressure changing or something because that can give me like really bad migraines and I just I was having a hard time focusing and, and keeping things on track and maybe you don't notice it too much I, I hope not but uh, in case you do that's why <laughs> now Kendrick is available on Instagram Simmons 808 uh, you can also look up his uh, Curse of the Dragon page on Facebook, the Tattoo Club Curse of the Dragon, at the Tattoo Club Curse of the Dragon. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a pretty, pretty cool concept. I think you'll enjoy his story about it here on the pod. And um, there is one thing I regret from this conversation, probably due to the headache. You know, this whole thing about, you know, uh, dragon tattoos and it's uh, you know male protagonist I was I meant to ask so what happens when a girl gets the tattoo is she the girl with the dragon tattoo there you go for your enjoyment I am so sorry I forgot to mention that over the course of the conversation but uh, anyway please consider supporting us on patreon patreon.com slash cutting it close um, otherwise here we go with Kendrick Simmons you're sounding good microphone brother. check one two one two yes sir Check, check. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's uh, just the headphones in too loud. Do 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 Turn that down just a little bit. Okay. Good. Oh. No, we're good. We're good. <laughs> okay. I'll just move that out a little bit. All right. So I really need to make adjustments on the fly. So, right. how's it going? Good. How about yourself, man? Doing good, man. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming. Thanks for having me out here. Yeah. No, thank you for uh, being here. Mm -hmm. um, you are the fourth guest 
on nice. Cutting It Close. Nice. And I uh, really appreciate uh, your willingness to come out I here. I am honored. Thank you very much, <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, sure. Um, so if you could just um, tell all the good people who you are and what you do. Uh, I'm Kenny Simmons, and uh, right now I'm working on a feature film called The Tattoo Club, Curse of the Dragon. Uh, other than that, you know, I have K. Simmons Productions, and we work on commercials and all other types of video production programs, mm -hmm. as, you, as you may. But most of our time right now is the, the film. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Um, so um, what, what is, yeah, what's it about, Tattoo Club, Curse of the Dragon? What's the story? Tattoo Club, Curse of the Dragon is about Flex, who witnesses the murder of his wife and unborn child mm. and he's forced to fight in this underground competition after receiving powers from what we call the dragon tattoo mm -hmm. and uh he seeks revenge only to find out that it's his brother who's the leader of the world responsible for you know killing his wife oh wow. so it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of uh, betrayal it's a lot of it's like a love story as well it has a lot of things in there that. It's kind of crazy. But now, as I'm developing the story more, you know how scripts change, mm -hmm. right? As the characters develop, the stories develop. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out, is this is this story more about Flex, or is this story more about Kenji? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. So, um, yeah. Um, and Kenji is just a great character, and he's developing, and in, in, in his character is developing in itself, and it's just uh, starting to lean towards more about Kenji. Okay. <laughs> You know, is like more of like this leader of the world who's dying because he used this powers that he had mm -hmm. for evil, mm -hmm. and um, evil meaning killing Flex's wife, and sure. uh, he wants to pass on his uh, his empire, his whole empire, to someone he knows will do good with this power, and mm -hmm. uh, he tries to impose his will on Flex, oh. and that's how the wife and, and child gets murdered. So he's not a bad guy per se. Sure. In particular, it just accidentally happens by being overly ambitious. Okay. So we'll see how it develops. Yeah. Nice. And you've already done a lot of footwork on this too. Yes. As I remember at the pitch meeting, yeah, I keep saying two years ago, but it was last year. Yeah. That's when I met you, Marcelo, Jaina, nice. um, who previous guests on the, the podcast. Nice. Um, uh, you were talking about how it's going to like help stimulate the economy mm. and you've had this like, like whole movement start and everything. <laughs> yes. uh, checked out your Facebook page. You're almost up to, uh, is it eight or 9,000 likes? Almost 8,000 likes. Yeah. Almost 8, likes, yeah. That's impressive, dude. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. You know, yeah. we're getting uh, recognition from all over the world and we really haven't started doing our actual marketing for the film yet. Oh. We've just been doing little bits and pieces here. We're getting ready to start our Indiegogo campaign. Mm -hmm. So if you go to our website at, uh, our fan page is at facebook.com forward slash mm -hmm. the Tattoo Club Curse of the Dragon. Mm -hmm. You can put the Tattoo Club Curse of the Dragon. Right. And I like our page. You can get up-to-date information on all the things that are going on. Mm. But, um, yeah, I feel like we were doing a good job. I desperately, Cliff, want to film out here in Hawaii. Okay. And, and it's sad because people say it, it can't be done. Mm. Right? You know, I talk to lawyers and stuff like that. They say, you know, it's hard to film a movie here in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. You know, and, but I'm tired of seeing a lot of the the big companies coming from the mainland using the Hawaii's, uh, Hawaii actors as extras only. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe one or two might get a pivotal role. Mm -hmm. And then and then they, they leave. They do bring a lot of money into the economy into the economy for that time period, but then they leave. Mm -hmm. But we have stars here in Hawaii. Yeah. We have talented people here in Hawaii. We Absolutely. have cinematographers, we have editors, we have writers, we have costume designers, hair and makeup. We got people who want to show off what, what they got as well. Of course. And uh, so... 
I figured the tattoo called Curse of the Dragon, mm-hmm. a feature film here out made here in Hawaii, uh, will give an opportunity to develop like this template, of, uh, and and then be able to produce again another film and mm. another film here mm-hmm. in Hawaii. You know, so yeah, I feel like it's going to create a lot of jobs. Mm-hmm. It's going to bring money back into the economy, mm. and uh, if if we can get the support that we need here in Hawaii, mm-hmm. I think it could do uh, a, a great deal of good here in Hawaii. Yeah, right on. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, so, what was the inspiration behind the story? How'd you come up with this? Oh, that's it's not it's a dull it's dull inspiration. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, the the developing of the story is more inspirational than the, the actual. How did I come up with this? So, uh, I was going to college at Leeward Community College. Okay. And um, and their television production program. Mm-hmm. And uh, for our last project to graduate, we have to do like a ten minute capstone project. Okay. Right. So. Um, Basically, it's everything that you've learned, writing, editing, all this, everything that you've learned wrapped up into a 10-minute project and see what you can get. Mm-hmm. And at that time, um, I didn't have a group. Everybody picked their groups and stuff. I, only, I didn't really have anybody to help out with the film at that time. Dang. So um, at that time, I was doing an um, internship for a film uh, called uh, End of an Empire. Okay. And then... Um, one of the guys that was doing their internship there, mm-hmm. he helped me out uh, as my camera person. So it was him and I, uh, Prince uh, Chandler Prince, and um, we had $100. So we're sitting there trying to come up with ideas of what are we going to do for our 10-minute capstone project. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, oh, my God, why did I pick the, the <laughs> Tattoo Club Christmas Dragon? Because I have many other films that I want to work on oh, okay. that are... Um, that are not as advanced as the Tattoo Club Christmas sure. Dragon. Mm-hmm. But um, someone was like, did you see the IP or Ip Man or IP Man? Yeah, yeah. Right. Someone mm-hmm. said, did you see that? And I said, no, I never saw that. So I went to go see it. And then I saw it and then I said, ah, I've never done a martial arts film. Mm. I wonder if I could do one. And it always starts with, I wonder if I could. Sure. That's what everything starts with. Mm. So I wonder if I could do a martial arts film. Mm. And that's how um, I just started writing a little 10-minute script. hmm and um, but it just as I started writing, it just expanded bigger. And I talked to my teacher, and he said, "Kenny, oh my God, how are you gonna fit all of this into a ten-minute classroom project?" Uh-huh. And then he's like, "This is way bigger than a ten-minute project." Okay. And then I realized I was like, "Yeah, you're right. It's it's it it could be a movie." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said this could be a movie. Mm-hmm. And then he said, "Yeah. So what are you gonna do?" Mm. And um, so you know, in every film. You know, you got the three-act structure when you're doing your, when you're, when they're writing, they're editing. You got the first act, second act, third act. Mm -hmm. You got the inciting incident in the first act that moves you to the plot point one, that moves you into the second act, the mid act, the mid uh, point in the second act that goes to the low level to plot point three, acceleration to the Uh ending. Yep. Right? And that's basically the cornerstone of all writing. So the inciting incident, I said, I'll I'll just do the inciting incident, the Mm. first 10 minutes, the incident that happens that can't, like the movie can't go progress unless this incident happens. Right. Right. So, um, for instance, the spaceship lands on Earth and crash lands, and now uh, somebody has to go fight the aliens. If the spaceship didn't crash land on Earth, it didn't mm-hmm. change anybody's life, and they wouldn't have to go out. So, mm-hmm. this inciting incident is what I filmed for the 10 minute project. Okay. Right. 100 bucks, Shane Chisholm, Daniel Fliznar, I mean, <laughs> just Derek Fliznar, uh, Danielle, Jordan. And um, um, uh, yeah, and 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 Chad, that was it. Wow, a hundred bucks, and mm-hmm. most of that went to pizza and 
pizza sure. for the cast and crew. Uh-huh. We we filmed it. We filmed it, and uh, I mean, it was good. Yeah. We did a lot of things that people said couldn't be done. Nice. And uh, it turned out really good for it's you know it came out good for a ten minute classroom project. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Is any of that in the sizzle reels that you've shown? Yeah. Oh, the sizzle reel is just an upgraded version of the 10-minute project. You should okay. definitely see the 10-minute project oh. and how it started out uh, to the sizzle reel. Right, so the 10-minute project is the same thing. Um, Flex is, uh, uh, they're looking for Zeppelin who stole the dragon tattoo. Okay. And Kenji finds him and says, you can keep the dragon tattoo or you, and uh, if you got to fight Flex because mm-hmm. there's rules. If you fight Flex and you win then um, you can keep the dragon tattoo and we won't kill you. Okay. But if you fight flexing, you lose. Mm. So when the person fights someone with a tattoo, the powers of the tattoo and the tattoo transfers to that person, so they're actually in the tattoo club after oh, that. Okay. And so that was Ken, uh, Kenji's way uh-huh. of getting Flex to get involved, but Flex didn't want to. Gotcha. But Zeppelin is like a psychopath, so when he went to co- confront uh, Flex, mm-hmm. he ends up killing his wife and unborn child at that time. Gotcha. And so um, we didn't have a huge fight scene. We had a little fight scene. It was, mm-hmm. it was so cool. Yeah. I wanted to say cheesy, but it's not cheesy. It mm-hmm. was it was pretty awesome for what we had to do. And mm-hmm. you know, um, now then we had a bigger fight scene. Okay. For the the twenty minutes uh, sizzler. Right, right. And it's just basically early concept work. It's of course. Not, all that stuff is not set in stone. Mm-hmm. It's just we want to see what this would look like and can we do it. Mm-hmm. And once again, we didn't have any money, but we had twenty five volunteers. Nice. Okay, we had twenty five volunteers, custom made costumes from mm-hmm. scratch, mm-hmm. hair designs, all kind of stuff. And then we had a crew of uh, assassins. We call them assassins. Okay. There's seven assassins, but we had a crew of them who worked I, like uh, I would say two to three hours a week for about six months straight mm. you know doing their fight choreography nice. headed by Ninja Nate <laughs> right and um, um, and it just was pretty cool like it was a, such the biggest headache in the world because I was <laughs> I wrote I was doing a lot of the filming mm-hmm. you know I had one uh, for the cinematographer he kind of quit in the middle of it ah. yeah so then I had to start filming you know mm-hmm. separate cameras there was just a lot of stupid silly mistakes that we made but mm. we did, it was a glorious uh, ambitious uh, task and we did it nice. and we didn't have any money all the money we went to we fed the crew really good okay yeah so we fed the crew really good so. I, I hear that's the key like for any indie filmmakers yes. if you can't afford much in the way of gear or mm-hmm. equipment or whatever feed your crew feed and it. your cast they will love you for it and they will stick yeah. through you stick, yeah. stick to you through thick and thin yeah, yeah absolutely and the the people that were in this 20 minute sizzle are the same people uh, a lot of them were the same people that were in the 10-minute film as nice. well, just different parts, and they're going to be in the, the film as well. Awesome. The film as well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I, I've seen you've, um, like, really um, blown up Facebook with it um, <laughs> and, like, have sponsorships now also. Yeah, we have a few sponsorships right now. That's awesome. Uh, and what we want to do is um, we haven't started our product placement going mm. out looking for sponsors yet. Okay. Things like that. We haven't. But we've had a few people that stepped up to help us with our merchandising and stuff like that. Nice. You know, we have um, you know, um, we have 30 different tattoo designs. Okay. You know, we're coming up with this thing called the Book of Tattoos. If you look on our page, you can see the artists, uh, Mike Hatfield and Mark Clunch from mm. Sacred Arts Tattoo, who 
design all 30 tattoos for us. Cool. It's almost like our custom-made dragon logo. Sure. You know, it's just like that, but there's a whole bunch of different ones. Each tattoo has a meaning and a specific power, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, we're going to put those in, like, what we call a book of tattoo. We're trying to make our medallions from that as mm-hmm. well. You know, everybody has a medallion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, so if you're wearing this tattoo, it's you know what it means, especially if you study the book of tattoo. Right. These are early concept uh, uh, thoughts, the process. We just uh, signed a contract um, uh, to have our costumes, custom-made costumes for each character. So we're getting ready to have our costumes made from scratch so we can start hitting up. the. We want to introduce them into the next Hawaii Con next year. Oh, cool. Yeah. So the Tattoo Club, Curse of the Dragon, is not just a feature film. It right. is a multimedia franchise. Okay. In my eyes, the way yeah. I see it is, okay, the way I see it is it's a movie. It'll be good as a film, mm-hmm. right? It would be a great as a television show. The only mm-hmm. competition that we have right now is Into the Badlands. Mm. That's pretty much the only um, martial arts television show here on the Western in the Western Front in the U.S. or whatever mm-hmm. that we have to deal with. Okay. We're kind of cutting close to how the direction that we're headed in. Oh yeah. But then on the Eastern side, we would like to see the comic book section or the manga section. Mm-hmm. We want to tap into the uh, Comic Con custom made. Uh, fantasy weapons and, mm. and and costumes and things like that, mm-hmm. and then you also want to check it out as a, a animation series or uh, a video game like PlayStation and stuff like that. Okay, you know, yeah, like the new Mortal Mortal Kombat type sure. of Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat esque type of things. Absolutely, There's a lot of ambition. Uh, right now, it's you know just me and my little tight knit crew that we're secret, kind of not secretly, but slowly but surely getting things lined up for people who do want to invest in mm-hmm. not only their state, but they also want to invest in something that's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Um, so, so are you from Hawaii? You're not from Hawaii. You're from Vegas? Born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay. I've been out here in Hawaii for about uh, 17, 17 years, probably. Okay. Yeah. How'd you get from here to there? <laughs> I mean, well, obviously airplane, but... <laughs> Yeah, um, what brings at, here? my ex-wife at the time asked me to come now to Hawaii, okay. and I didn't really want to come to Hawaii because mm. uh, I lived in a, a ghetto neighborhood in Las Vegas. It was mm. a vicious neighborhood, mm. and, um, and I looked on the globe, and you know, so I'd never been outside of Las Vegas, oh. and I looked on the globe, and um, it was just a whole bunch of blue with little dots <laughs> on it. I'm yeah. like, I'm not going out there. So uh-huh. I said, are there even black people out there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And she said, come out here. I swear you'll you'll find yourself. You'll be able to breathe better. Mm. You'll be able to see better. Everything is just much clearer here. Mm-hmm. And when I got here, Cliff, I'm going to tell you something. Mm. Everybody was so nice to me, mm. right? Mm-hmm. What I've learned, it's called the spirit of aloha. Mm. But everybody was so nice to me, I thought they wanted something. Oh. That's how nice everybody was. Because where I'm from, if someone's nice to you, uh-huh. they're trying to get over on you. Yeah, they yeah, want yeah. something from you. Mm-hmm. It's like never nice to just to be nice. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's when I learned about the spirit of Aloha. I fell in love with this place, the mm-hmm. people, the food, and 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 and, and ultimately, she was right. This is where I was able to slow down, mm-hmm. think about what I. At the time when I first came here, I lived in a tent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't have any money, okay. no bank account or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had my GED, mm-hmm. and I was, I was working as a security guard. Okay, I got a job as a security guard. Wow. But man, I'm telling you, sitting there. And for a whole hour, to, and then getting up and walking around, punching mm. some cards. It just, not saying that security guards are bad. I'm just saying mm. that I had a desire to be something more, and I mm. felt like 
I was just wasting breath. Mm-hmm. Like, life was just passing me by. Mm-hmm. And I was so scared of the thought to go into school because I didn't think, that, I knew I didn't really have the basics of the normal education because of my past, my background. Mm-hmm. And I didn't uh, think that uh, I'd be able to go to college. You know, I didn't really have any help. My, you know, my mother had passed away from cancer at that time. And oh, I'm sorry. So it was just pretty much just me and this idea, like, you know, if I want to do something, I have to be accredited and mm-hmm. I can't be accredited. Uh, unless um, I go to school. Mm-hmm. And I was so scared to go to school. I was so scared to quit my job as a security guard to go full-time school. Okay. Because the failure is just like a thought, like, okay, if you fail, mm-hmm. you know. But then I thought, you know, I, I'm fa- it's like, it seems like I'm failing right now, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I went to school, I, and I did really well in school, and uh, I got my degree. And, you know, I started my company while I was in school. Cool. Yeah. Was that when you started at Leeward? No, actually, I started my company uh, at Leeward, Leeward Community College. um, But uh, I was at Olelo. Olelo is where everything originated. I I give much props to Olelo. Oh yeah. If you were in a, if you're trying to learn about film and things like that, they Mm -hmm. got classes at Olelo. They teach you everything that you need to know, Hmm. and then you just take that information that you get and you and you 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 make it your own. Mm -hmm. But that was where I first started with this show called Evolution Hawaii. Oh yeah. And uh, it was just a, just a talk show dealing with like uh, teens on drugs, mm. uh, uh, child abuse and neglect. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just different things. Uh, um, financial advising. So executive producers and people from uh, these top organizations like Mad, uh, Mad Mothers Against Drunk Driving mm-hmm. and things like that. They would yeah. come on the show. And then my first thought was to educate, uh, to um, inform mm-hmm. And, and then to give information on how it could be helped if there's a problem. Hmm. So so people would know what this is. They would know if they're having a problem, mm-hmm. and then they would know where to get help. And that's where it started. It was a talk show. I could have done anything. Yeah. Right? But I chose that. Okay. And then... Uh, well, what was the motivation behind that? Like, how did you, like, out of anything you could do, how did you, like, find out about Alelo and then get into it? You know, I've had a lot of problems. I had a lot of problems growing up. So, oh, yeah? You know, I've experienced child abuse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've experienced drug abuse and mm. uh, you know I've experienced a lot of stuff so the mm-hmm. thing that I wanted to do was uh, make sure that if you were ever in that position you would know where to get help nice. because I didn't know that and, yeah you know uh, you know there's a lot of stuff that people don't know about me but mm. um, I wanted to help you mm-hmm. know so nobody else would be in those type of positions mm-hmm. that I was in yeah right and that's where it started mm-hmm. yeah so okay yeah and um um, that's basically where it started. So I decided during school, my first semester in school, mm-hmm. I, I said, um, let me see if I can get this on a television network, mm-hmm. the show. Yeah. KHON2. Oh. Right. So I did a show on KHON2, uh, marriage. Uh, it, was about, it was about marriage and uh, like how to preserve your marriage. Okay. I had to do everything on my own, though, right? Yeah. So, uh, Olelo, you know, once you go away from Olelo, all the mm-hmm. cameras and everything like that, you're on your own. Okay. So, I had to go out and get sponsors. I had to go. I had to hustle. I had to do everything on uh-huh. my own, get my own venue, mm-hmm. you know, get an audience and everything like that. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was hard. It mm-hmm. was hard, Cliff. Yeah. And I swear, um, I looked in re- once, like the day before my shoot, my venue called me and said, we have to cancel the venue because something came up. What? And I was so... I looked in the rear view mirror, right? Yeah. And uh, I was because I was driving, I was at a stoplight. Uh-huh. And for a second, I just caught my eye and it said, I, I, was, I wanted to quit. Yeah. <laughs> and then I said, 
I said, you say you want to do this for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And then they said, if you want to do this for the rest of your life, every single event that you throw, every time that you do a production, mm -hmm. every single time, you're always, always going to run into these types of problems. Mm -hmm. And it's just like life, you know? Mm -hmm. You have the obstacle, you need to learn how to get around it, mm -hmm. go through it, climb over it, whatever you do. If mm -hmm. it's a punch, you got to know how to dodge it and counterattack. Yeah. And that's just exactly, that's exactly what I did. So that moment on, I decided that that's what I was going to do. Hmm. And yeah, so. But it started with Olelo. Okay. Much props to Olelo. Yeah. I figured out that this is what I wanted to be at Olelo. Okay. Because I would be, after I took the editing class, mm. I would be sitting in the editing bay for eight hours straight. Uh -huh. And I come out when they close, the sun's down. Sure. And I just realized, I was just doing, I'm doing all this for free. Mm -hmm. like, and I'm just doing this. So this, and I'm good at it. Mm -hmm. So I said, I, I think, and I remember someone saying, find your niche. Mm -hmm. Find something that right. you're willing to do for free. Yeah. Then it'll be more, it would be better for you when you get paid for it. Mm -hmm. So it's not work. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, the moment at the, at the stoplight sounds like a lifetime of experience mm -hmm. paying off. Right, Like absolutely. all this stuff and it just clicked, could have gone either way and you're like, no, I'm sticking with it. So what did you do? Did you just... Oh, I did the show. Okay. And once I did the show, uh, it, it was good. I, th I, th I think it was good. It mm -hmm. was good. And Able then, to find another venue last minute? Yeah, no, I talked them into letting me stay at that venue. Nice. I said, we made an agreement. Uh -huh. you know, I got people coming. You're putting, you know, I just kind of, yeah, I kind of bullied my way back in. Well, hey, I mean, that's unless yeah. there's a, a like a very compelling reason, right. then they, you know, anyone needs to honor their agreement. Right. Agreement, right? Yeah, right. absolutely. Right. So um, that's fantastic. Then I got a call from uh, I the Pacific Guide Guide Dog Foundation. Oh, and they said, hey, we'll we'll pay five thousand dollars if you do a show with us on it on KHN2. Wow. So that money paid for the airtime and this and this and that. Uh -huh. The show with a guy that. And then I was like, hey, I can make money off of this. I need to start a business. Mm -hmm. And that's when In Touch Production started. Oh, okay, yeah. And then, uh, so, but my, and then now that I'm getting a little bit bigger, mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to brand my name, the Simmons name. Sure. So it's K Simmons Productions now. Okay. Yeah. And we have the Tattoo Club movie. Right. LLC. That's your big project. Do you do other projects uh, in addition to that or on the side? Yeah. Like right now, I'm doing projects for HBH. Uh, right out of college, I was doing uh, projects for U uh, UFC Gym. Uh, they're opening you know, projects. Wow. And some uh, things for their um, uh, their counselors there. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, Teddy Wells 90 Day Fitness Challenge. You know, mm -hmm. Kayani. Just a little, little things here and there. Sure. I don't have a big production company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, all my stuff started from, uh, like, all my ambitions started from focusing my attention into this film. There you go. Right, right. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, uh, if you don't mind, um, like, what was it like growing up in Vegas? Like, I've never been, um, <laughs> and the only concept I have of it is from the commercials, right. um, movies, stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. when I the first time I ever heard of anyone living in Vegas, I'm like, what, you live in a hotel or something? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I have no clue. Uh, my mother used to say, uh, my mother used to say, Vegas is the place where gangsters come to hide out. Mm. That's what she used to tell me when I was little. Uh -huh. And, uh, but, um, you know, we we lived in the ghetto. I had a I was adopted by a single African American woman oh. who had worked really hard. She was a social worker. Mm -hmm. I was adopted by a social worker, mm -hmm. and uh, she worked really hard. But mm. then she, she was wasn't home. Mm. And I'm a young uh, African American male with no, didn't really have any. Um, 
discipline, no father figure around or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that we saw in our neighborhood was, uh, you know, gang members and, you know, hustlers. Sure. It's just like a lot of a lot of stuff that you don't see around here mm-hmm. evident. Out there, it's more aggressive. It's more prominent. It's like in your face. Yeah. Right? To where it's a, to a point to where you have to change the way that you act so that you can survive in the environment that of you're course. in. Of course. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically... Um, Basically, that's what I did. Hmm. But I wasn't the type of person to hurt anybody. Or okay. I didn't really burn any bridges and do anything like super, super bad. Sure, sure, sure. But uh, I just, just fit. I just was a follower. Yeah, did what you needed. It. I was a to follower. Survive. I was not a leader at all. Yeah. I was a follower. Most of the people that I hung around were um, adults, mm. older, older, older African American males, or just mm. you know, just they were all older and just doing stupid stuff. So right. Uh, I just kind of got into that, and mm. that was the p- deciding factor of when I decided I wanted to come here. Okay. You know, I was addicted to drugs, mm-hmm. not like crack or anything mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. you know, I smoked marijuana, mm. and smoked cigarettes. I was just really in that environment. I mean, that's what I was doing. Yeah. But then something told me that uh, I just needed to stop. Mm. I, I just, This is what happened. I give all credit to God. Okay. okay. Yeah. The first time, I was just so upset hmm. at something that happened and and I fell to my knees hmm. and I just so upset and I yelled at God I was like is this it hmm. is this it like mm-hmm. is this all that my life is right here is this it is yeah. this it mm-hmm. because if it is then there's no reason for me to be here because this is bull crap right? yeah. uh-huh. and um, I don't know if I'm in an agreement or whatever I just felt like I felt like if you give me the urge to stop doing this, I'll do whatever you want me to do, basically. Mm-hmm, sure. And so, you know, the next day I stopped smoking cigarettes, stopped doing drugs. I just realized that my friends weren't my friends. Mm-hmm. I was just a follower, not a leader. Yeah. And uh, I was hide- I was basically hiding out in my house. Like, I just didn't want to go outside because that was the environment. Right. And I swear, I said, I just, I said, I need to escape. I need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in this area anymore. Right. And then that's when um, um, the girl, my girlfriend, called me at the time, and she said, "Hey, you want to take a trip to Hawaii with me?" Hmm. And I swear, this is her exact words. I said, "Hawaii? Like why?" She's like, she said, "This is your great escape." That's mm. what she said. Your great escape. I said, uh-huh. "Okay." So we went to the trip to the Big Island, and then that was when I fell in love. Yeah. Love. That's why I want to film here. Okay. So there's more to it. There's, there's why I think Hawaii saved my life. Mm. Yeah, like Hawaii saved my life. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I owe Hawaii something. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Big Island is um, my wife's my favorite place mm-hmm. too. Uh, so yes. far, uh, we've been we've been there like eight times right, from yeah. the time we first met. Before we uh, well, we got married there too. And um, yeah, haven't been to Maui yet. You have no, not, not since I was like eight. Either. Oh, okay. I want to go just to see. Mm-hmm. That's where everybody goes to film and stuff like that in Maui. So right, right. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, like, you feel like that was just the voice of God talking to you that yeah, day? I, w- I would think that was either the the voice of God or uh-huh. it was just the other side of my conscience breaking through. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. you know, saying, "Hey, you know, this is something that um, you know." And yeah. then from then on, I slowly started changing my. 
characteristics. Okay. You know, you used to cuss a lot. Yeah. You said a lot of cuss words and uh-huh. stuff like that. Yeah. And then I realized, hey, you know, people don't want to hear that crap when you're talking to them. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. unless you're hanging around with your friends, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So I just decided to cuss a lot less and, hmm. you know, just, just slowly started working on characteristics that I thought just were not. Just, just weren't pleasant around other people that mm-hmm. I would think because I'm I, like I'm not in the ghetto. Yeah. So Kendrick, you don't have to live like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Not everybody that you're hanging around and associating with are like that. Mm-hmm. So you need to change to adapt to this environment that you're in now. Right. And that's the realization I came to. It's like you know, people are not gonna. I'm, first of all, I'm big. Right. And I'm African American, mm. so being aggressive mm. is not something that, you know, would fit well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, learned to smile more, and mm. uh, and uh, this is just a journey to find out who you are. The way I see it is this, Cliff. When we're born in this world, from the very moment that we're born, mm-hmm. we are given nothing but influences from everybody else. Mm. Impressions, influences, we, we, we soak all of that stuff up, but it's not us. It's right. just things that we see and we adapt to. Mm-hmm. There comes a certain point in everyone's life, or in my life, there came a certain point where I had to realize, okay, who do you want to be? Yeah. Do you want to be this? All the stuff that you've learned from this point on, mm-hmm. is that who you want to be? Because from here on, if you decide that's who you want to be, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll keep you that way for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Right? But if you want to change something, now's the time to change it. Right. So then that's when I was like, you know, it was just, just a constant journey to find out who we are. Mm-hmm. Almost being reborn again, a constant journey to go back to your child, being a child again. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why that's why I'm still childish. I'm playful and goofy. Like people who know me uh-huh. know that I'm playful. Yeah. I'm goofy. Uh-huh. Like I'm really silly, mm-hmm. right? And I'm almost childlike. But when it comes to business, coming up with ideas and things like that, mm-hmm. I handle my business. And, and, you know, I'm very ambitious. And I have to be childlike to, to, to be one to create comic books and yeah. characters and things like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm having fun learning things that everybody already knows. Yeah. Well, I think that's the, that's the um, key to life. The secret to um, eternal youth, mm-hmm. basically, is yeah. having that attitude of where you just, you know, look at the world and wonder. Mm-hmm. And you don't know everything. Right. You right, know, because, right. like, as... Like what you're talking about, um, as you as you grow, unless you have like some kind of catharsis or inciting incident that gets you thinking like mm-hmm. uh, introspectively, <clears throat> you're just gonna keep going the way you know how mm-hmm. because you don't know there could be another way. Right. You know, it never even enters your thinking that like, hey, I can change this because you never think I need to change this because right. everything's working well enough. Well, might as well mm-hmm. keep this boat going. Don't don't tip right. it. Don't rock it. <laughs> you know. Right, but there's no growth in that. Exactly. There's no scientific wonder of like, whoa, what can mm-hmm. what can be? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And that's why everything always starts with, I wonder if I could. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. one thing my dad said is uh, one of his guiding philosophies has been um, not whether or not he can do something, mm-hmm. but it just never enters his thinking that he can't. Right. You know? Yeah, and I do not like people to tell me that can't be, something can't be done. Yeah. I'm like, don't tell me it can't be done. Mm-hmm. Don't say, oh, no, that can't be done. Mm-hmm. Say, how can it be done? Sure. I need to know how it can be done because it can be done. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that can't be done, of course, I know that. Yeah. But, like, you know, if there's ideas, if you're shooting around ideas at the table and mm-hmm. then someone over here says, uh, oh, we want to do this, and, mm-hmm. and then I'm not the person to say that can't be done. Yeah. No, that's 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 stupid. Yeah, there's no future right. in that. There's like, no future in taking that. Taking candy from a baby or something. Right, right. Not that it's easy, but it's mean. Right. 
and then and then and then I see value in everybody's characteristics because mm-hmm. right? I know there's so many different types of people in this world, mm-hmm. and people always put each other in classes and mm. oh this year this year whatever right yeah but like you can look at a person you can you can talk to them for five or ten minutes and mm. you realize hey this person's not bad yeah there's value in this I feel, I feel like everybody has value you just got to figure out what value does this person have right you know and so i don't discriminate mm. I don't uh, i'm not prejudiced or judgmental i don't care what color you are mm-hmm. what sex you are or what um, sexual preference you have i don't care about all of that mm. stuff all i need to know is are you a good person on the inside mm. do you have positive energy flowing through you mm-hmm. and is there some way that we can work together mm-hmm. to make things happen mm. you know to advance ourselves you know so right you know, yeah, and talking about giving back, I um, when we were first setting this up, you mentioned you do Meals on Wheels. Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's yes. um, remarkable. I mean, I know it doesn't feel that way to you, of course, but... It does. It actually is. Oh, it does. Okay, most people it's are like, oh, no, no, I'm just doing my thing. But. No, no. Like I said, the neighborhood that I grew up in, yeah. I feel community is the most important thing. Mm. Uh, so I was just named uh, the president of our um, Wanalook Gardens Community Association. Awesome. So the president of the uh, Community Association. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with the blind, with Lions Club International, oh. Wanalook Lions Club International, okay. uh, Wanalook Lions Club. Mm. And, you know, we go to do vision screenings for kids who can't afford vision screenings. Oh, uh, right? okay. Right. So we, we have these new S12 machines where we can get a prescription for a kid and like mm-hmm. literally like six to seven seconds wow. they stand still just boop and this machine just gives them the, everything That's so crazy. if they can't afford vision if they can't mm-hmm. afford uh, glasses or anything like that mm-hmm. we have a form that we give to them and they take it to their ophthalmologist mm-hmm. they get a better screening and then they get like a free pair of glasses up to like 60 bucks wow we send refurbished glasses all around the world to the other side other other worlds things like that and wow. we're, we're into hearing as well mm-hmm. we do we do a lot for uh, the community, mm-hmm. uh, delivering meals on wheels. I'm so blessed to mm. be uh, around uh, people who um, who show me how to be um, that a better person. Like you know, to to be that way. Because I've always said it's it's almost like if I ask for something, it always shows up. Mm-hmm. So I said I want to be more involved in my community. I feel like if you give to the community, the community gives back to you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and um, you know, um, my girlfriend's dad, Ron Jones, he passed away. Mm. A very influential person in the community. Mm-hmm. In just a five-minute conversation with this guy, you left with a wealth of knowledge. Mm. And, um, you know, he, he asked me before he died, he said, hey, would you, would you please uh, be a part of the Lions? Mm. And I was like, me? And I'm used to, I'm like an African-American, so I'm used to being <laughs> surrounded by a lot of, like, uh, uh, Asian people. I'm uh. used to being like one of the only African American in the room so mm-hmm. most of the time. Yeah. But um, uh, I t- just totally felt comfortable, and, and he asked me to, and I was just like, "Sure, why not?" <laughs> and I didn't know that it was going to be uh, uh, a lot, all this work, and it's mm-hmm. a lot of work, and mm-hmm. I love doing it, mm-hmm. and um, I'm so glad that I just knew Ron Jones for as long as I've known him, mm-hmm. and um, and the Meals on Wheels, they asked me to do it. And, I was like, sure, why not? So, eighty-five percent of my time is is um, is uh, volunteer work. Wow, a lot of volunteer. Work. I think I do more. I can. It's easier to get volunteer work than it is to get paid to do the work that I actually do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, 
Yeah, because when I first saw on, on your Facebook you do vision screenings, mm-hmm. um, I, for some reason it didn't occur to me that, oh, that's for your vision. I thought it was like going to elementary schools and helping them cast a vision like no, for their no. futures or something. So that <laughs> makes a lot more sense. <laughs> a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, so, okay, yeah, so you started at Alelo, then to Leeward. Did you actually um, also study at UH? I did study at UH. Okay. I ran out of funding. Oh, okay. And I, you know... Was that part of the ACM program? That was not a part of the ACM program. Oh, okay. I wanted to get to the ACM program. Ah, right. okay. But, um, you know, I don't think I'm going to go back to school mm. right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on, you know, um, this company and this, this film and mm-hmm. this, this franchise, you know. Right, right. For now. Yeah, well, I, I, it's depending on who you talk to, it's it's kind of a, um, I'm not a divisive issue, but uh, the, the idea of whether or not you need a degree to make movies. You don't. Okay, to me, you don't need a degree to make movies. You just need an imagination, a camera, and a whole bunch of friends. Mm-hmm. You need an army to make a movie. Mm. Period. <laughs> like, you can't do it all by yourself. Right. Right. And the, and and uh, so, but you don't need a degree. You mm. need to be accredited. Mm to have people take you serious. Mm. And that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you could show it through your work, mm-hmm. right? But in other times, you just need to be accredited. Yeah. I mean, somebody's going to look at your resume and someone's going to look at this resume mm-hmm. and they're going to be e- just as equal as you, just as good as you mm-hmm. with filming. You could be just as good as that person with a degree, right. but they'll just choose this person more because he has a degree. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that one step ahead. Am I saying don't go to school? I'm not saying don't go to school. Right. I really believe mm-hmm. that if it wasn't for the education that I received at Leeward Community College, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be as... If everything started at school, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the 10-minute program, the, the Capstone Project, I wouldn't have thought of the Tattoo Club, Curse right. of the Dragon. Right, right. If it wasn't for that, then it wouldn't be as far as it is right now. Mm-hmm. Just imagine what I would be doing if I didn't go to school. Mm-hmm. I would still be a security guard. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? So... Um, yeah. Yes, education is very important. I did it wrong. I didn't have the advice that I needed, you know, growing up and mm-hmm. how to handle school. Sure. Like, I, if I didn't have the money for college, I mm-hmm. should have went. Uh, I should have went to Leeward for a little while and got a certain amount of credits and then transferred over to UH, mm-hmm. and then I would have been able to get in and do it that way. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I went all the way through Leeward Community College and then I graduated, mm-hmm. and then I got my degree. And then I was like, oh, I'm I can transfer to UH. I didn't know that, so I transferred to UH. Okay. And all my stuff for the program didn't work, so it's almost like starting all over. Seriously? Yeah, they didn't take. Um, because I couldn't get into the ACM program at that time, so I had to choose another, huh. uh, such as business. Okay. Right? Well, was it an associate's or a bachelor's? From, going for a bachelor's. I mean, from Leeward. Leeward's associate's. Okay. Because that's got to count for... Uh, Not towards the... the Not the specific... Shy, for Scheidler, yeah. Man. Yeah, it didn't. So I had some transferable credits, but not enough. It was almost as if I was starting over from scratch. Okay. So, man. So if you are getting, if you're thinking about trying to get into like a <laughs> university or something like that, mm. you could start off by going to the Leeward Community College or going to any of the community colleges, mm-hmm. getting your credits, getting used to going to school like mm-hmm. that, and then. Once you get enough credits, you can transfer over to the parent college, yeah. the uni- the university, mm-hmm. and you can carry on from there. Mm-hmm. That would be the best route to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you hadn't gone the way you've gone, then you wouldn't be here right now. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. Cutting, cutting it close. Or not involved. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, the head yeah. of this whole um, tattoo club movement and, yeah. and all that good stuff. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
if I bring up a topic, you know, this is cutting close, but it's not like salacious or like mm-hmm. trying to get an exclusive or whatever. But um, so you you were you were adopted, you said. Yes, I was adopted. Did you ever know your biological parents at all? Oh, so my father, I was an immaculate. Uh, okay. Conception. Uh, yes, indeed. Nobody Praise Jesus. My, I have, I have, uh, I have six brothers and sisters, six or seven brothers and sisters. Okay. Uh, but I don't know who my father is. Like everybody knows who their dad is. Mm. I don't know who my father is. Okay. Uh, but um, I saw my mother two times before she passed away, at like forty-five years old, forty-seven years old. Okay. So I saw her twice before she passed away, mm-hmm. and then uh, so I was adopted. I was taken into foster care when I was like one and a half years old. I was taken away from my mother mm-hmm. when I was one and a half. And and, and the reason why I know this is because my caseworker made like this little book with all my little life story and mm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was taken away, and then I was in foster home from foster home, mm. group homes, things like that. So it was kind of mm. rough when mm-hmm. I got adopted and when I was eleven. Oh, so I was I was kind of hidden in the group homes and foster homes. Basically, what happens is they teach you manners, they mm-hmm. teach you how to set the table, yeah, please and thank you. You put you on a point guard system, teach you how to you know, make your bed and do all the things that you know you're supposed to do okay. right, when you're taught as a kid, mm-hmm. right? But then. Um, they didn't teach you the social skills. Like mm. they didn't. It was I was kind of hidden from the real world. Okay. Right. So when I got adopted, I was adopted by a social worker at 11 years old. Right. And then uh, I was we we moved in together. Mm-hmm. And at that time, we were in the the hood, the ghetto. Yeah. And so I'm dressed like you know a certain way, and uh, I s- yeah. speak a certain way. And mm-hmm. Everyone's like, "Who the hell does he think he is? He thinks he's smarter than us, oh, and all that. this other stuff." Mm-hmm. Like, it, I just did not fit. Mm-hmm. I was picked on, bullied, and if I didn't change mm-hmm. who I was, yeah. I would not survive. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's just that's the truth. I'm sorry. That's what it is. If I didn't change, I wouldn't survive. Right. Right. So yeah. I had to change to that environment. Mm-hmm. Like, if you put me in an affluent neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, of course I would be, oh, this guy, you know, he doesn't know our ways or blah, 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 blah. But, mm-hmm. you know, I would change to adapt to that environment, be able to adapt to the environment because I'm a mammal. Right. Right? Yeah. So um, if we put you, Cliff, in the hood, uh, right? Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> right? You probably, you know, have a tough time at first, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, you wouldn't be the same Cliff. Right. daily that you are today mm-hmm. you would change well that happened when i um not quite the same degree but when i um enlisted in the military mm-hmm. and uh got to my duty station here um people especially well, i was in the navy but uh, oh, folks from the army cool. uh were like i would just you know talk to me talk normal and right. they i got rebuked for trying to sound smarter than everyone they think you're smarter than that. that's why you said I yeah hate that, huh? uh yeah 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 <laughs> not like i you know i know what you like because i grew up on the streets too man no right. um <laughs> not at all um but just that that idea of having to turn off a part of who you are right because right. um i did therapy uh, a few years ago and um one thing like the the, ma- the first thing i i learned is that, or the second thing, I guess, um, that she brought up is that, um, like you said, like we're born mm-hmm. um, and people are influences, but we're born with a distinct voice. Mm-hmm. And then our journey through life is to discover that voice mm-hmm. um, or our identity. Mm-hmm. And then like, just, you know, be that person. Right. Um, but you'll get all these influences coming in that are telling you, oh, you're not like that. You're not good enough for that. Mm-hmm. And it'll just be all this like garbage piled up in your, in your spirit, in your mm-hmm. soul. And then you, like, lose all sense of who you are. Mm -hmm. And then you don't know what's up, and you just figure out what works Mm -hmm. and go that route. 
right. never really living up to, I don't say living up to your full potential, but just where, where life could be so much more. Yeah. Yeah. It's like people start, you know, they start, the way I see it, and I'd rather not even be here mm. if I couldn't continue writing in my book of life, I call it. Mm. You know, people, there's so many people with so many different passions and desires and the desire to be more than what they are. Mm-hmm. Some people say, okay, I want to do this, and then they mm-hmm. do that, and they're cool with that. Yeah. But then there's some people that say compromise because they have to pay the bills, they have to do this. So right. they compromise. Mm-hmm. And before that compromise, they were writing their book of life and everything. Was, mm-hmm. The pages were so colorful and, mm-hmm. you know, and the writing was so bold and everything. And once they made that compromise, then all of a sudden you got a half page here, mm-hmm. a skipped page, and a couple skipped pages and a few sentences there. And then all of a sudden you start flipping through this book of life and it's like, where the hell did I go? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's because they wake up, you know, they, they take a shower, they get ready, they get the kids ready, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? They go to work. At a job most of them don't even like doing anyways. They're just used to doing it, mm-hmm. right? They come home. They barely have enough time for themselves. Mm-hmm. 30 minutes mm-hmm. to take a, a bath and just read a book or something, an hour, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Get the kids ready for bed, you know, yeah, have dinner, and then go back to bed. And then they wake up and they do the same thing over and over Wash again. Seven repeat. days, of the, five days of the week yeah. just to, to get that two-day break on Mm -hmm. the weekend, but you're so tired on the weekend, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like, that's the least that life has on on a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And then they give up their dream. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people out there who sacrifice a lot to not give up their dream. Like, I'm not giving up. I'd rather die. I wouldn't Mm want to be here on Earth Mm -hmm. if I was stuck doing something else. I've sacrificed a lot, Right. okay? And... um, you know, I've sacrificed a lot. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just say that. And yeah. it's very hard mm-hmm. to, to do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It's not easy at all. Mm-hmm. And um, and there's so many times where I'm just like, you know, uh, they'll just stop and just do something else. It'll be so much easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll be so much easier. Yeah. But it, it can't. There's right. something inside me that says, I will never quit. I will never stop trying to do this. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. If I'm successful or not, you know, I'm going to do this until yeah. the day that I die. Yeah. Right? you got to honor the commitment to yourself. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to be like, I, I just don't want empty pages in my book. Sure. I want them to say, wow, this guy came from... You know, he's taken away from his mother when he was one, and mm. doesn't have a, you know, doesn't have a father. He just raised in a ghetto, came through, you know, he basically crawled on his belly out of the mud out of the ghetto, mm-hmm. came to Hawaii, didn't have, lived in a tent, got his yeah. college degree, started his company, started a movie. It's a story. Mm-hmm. It's a movie. Yeah. It's a story, <laughs> and I don't want the story to just end. Like, mm-hmm. so then what happened next? Yeah. Oh well. Then it got he decided hard. to. You know, just stop and, mm. you know, do something else. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't really go anywhere. Right, right. You know, this is the beginning of a story. It's like, you know, you listen to the story and it's like, oh, what happens next, Papa? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> what happens next? <laughs> well, you know, he did this and did this. And then mm-hmm. what happened? Oh, he just stopped. Mm. There's no ending to the story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there is an ending to the story. Mm-hmm. It, I think I know for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to get the funding that we need to do the film. Mm. We're going to get the, you know, everything's going to happen exactly the way I want it to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not who helps out. It's it's not who doesn't help out. Mm-hmm. It's who does help out. It's sure. the people who, who really count. Yeah. And um, 
I would love to do it here in Hawaii. Everybody mm-hmm. here in Hawaii's got their own little projects going on. So mm-hmm. many little projects here and there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, if we can all get together to do like one big project, mm-hmm. right? And then do another big project. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the people that we know and trust. And we can depend on these people. Right. We can create our own little Hollywood out here if we wanted to. Yeah. You know? That's what I like about the HFC. The yeah, Hawaii yeah, Filmmakers Hawaii Collective, Films, yeah, yeah, yeah. as it's bringing together all those, all those. Well, not all, but many, right, many right. different people. Yeah, and uh, they, um, uh, they, they're perfect for exactly what I was kind of thinking of what mm. I would w- would like to do mm-hmm. as well. They mm. started it, so I'm looking at them like right on. You yeah, know I mean? that's one thing you don't have to do now. That's one thing I don't <laughs> have to do. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It was a film alliance and transitioning Hawaii. It was called Faith. Oh right, but they have um, they have uh, HFC Hawaii Film Collective now. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, really don't have to worry about that now. Right, so, right, right. Yeah, yeah, funny you mentioned faith. So I was going to ask you about that next because um, <laughs> you, you did mention kind of a spiritual experience, mm-hmm. um, moment of clarity, um, and you know how you're blessed and whatnot. So um, how does spirituality uh, play into your life? Like spirituality is very important. Um, mm-hmm. You know, being one of the, the advantages of being moved from foster home to foster home mm. is that uh, you get baptized in a whole bunch of different faiths. <laughs> <laughs> I've been baptized as a Christian. Mm. I've been baptized as Jehovah's Witness. Wow. I've been baptized as a um, Catholic. Mm. Okay. Um, I chose to be, I was baptized as a Mormon. Oh. Right? So mm-hmm. um, I, I chose to be baptized as a Mormon. Okay. But as... Um, as time went by, mm. I don't feel like religion is something that I want to be tied down to. Mm. When I say that, I mean like this. Uh, the, the Mormons say you pray this many times a day, you pray this way, and they say oh, we're the right church, the mm-hmm. only true church. The Christians say, no, you're supposed to pray this times a day. You're not allowed to eat this, but you have to do this. Mm. You know, the Buddhists say you have to do this. And, and you know, and, uh, you know, um, so it's almost like I feel religion is the devil's handwork and God's work. Mm. The religion is the devil's hand and God's work. Gotcha. See, God found a way for everybody to worship him the way I see it. Mm-hmm. And if whatever religious you are, found a way to be worshipped by a higher and being, whatever you call it. I'm sorry. Huh? My, my recording stopped. That's okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Appreciate it. <laughs> it doesn't matter what religion you are, <coughs> mm-hmm. right? What ethnicity, ethnicity, ethnicity you are. Sure, yeah. It doesn't really matter what color you are. Mm. There's always there's a higher power, mm-hmm. right? This everything works in unison so well together. Right. I don't care if it's a scientific higher power. Mm. Right. It just there is a higher power. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to claim to know what it is. Mm-hmm. All I know is when you start throwing religion in there, mm-hmm. it just it's almost like a gang. I'm mm. from this gang right here, and <laughs> we represent this. And, right. Right. So I believe in God. I believe in the higher power. And you, I don't need a religion to be a decent human being, mm. to treat others the way I want to be treated. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, we already know, you know, we shouldn't be told thou shall not kill. Right. You know what I mean? Thou shall not steal. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these things that, um, you know, all of these things that try to keep people in line, you don't need a religion to do that. Right. 
You just need to just learn how to be a decent human being mm-hmm. and um, give all, you know, whatever praises to your the higher power mm-hmm. and recognize that there's a higher power. If you don't believe in God or anything like that, then that's your prerogative, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say, oh, you're wrong yeah, because that's your belief, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I'm not going to say that if you're a Christian or Mormon or this and this, and you're wrong. I'm not going to say that. Mm-hmm. All I'm going to say is to me, Religion is just uh, is, is a headache, mm. and it, it's just like throws too much argument into something that we already know. Mm. Just to be a decent human being, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I grew up um, Christian, Protestant, Christian. Okay, yeah, um, in the southeast. Well, the south, I guess, U.S. Where are you from? North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and so came up with. Um, you know, the idea that Christianity is the only true religion. Mm. And there's the talk about, you know, many religions are like, you know, many paths, one mountain. But that's wrong because mm-hmm. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was, you know, many years removed from that now. I feel like maybe he was just saying that to the Jews. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and the Gentiles. Um, but not necessarily saying that, uh, you know, because Christianity, when, when Jesus was around, wasn't even invented yet. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until after, you know, like... A, many years um, before it actually became a thing. Right, right. But it just seems to me like the more the more I live, the more I, I witness it and observe, it just seems like there is, there is a God mm-hmm. and there is humanity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somehow, somewhere there's, there's been a rift caused between the two and life is about getting back to God. And that's about getting back to God. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's not necessarily like a location thing because Mm -hmm. God is present everywhere at every moment Mm -hmm. in everything. Um, And shoot, lost my train of thought. (laughs) Crap. Getting back to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And and then you know it's it's so easy to just make up rules because Mm -hmm. it can't be that easy, right? Mm -hmm. It can't be so easy that we can uh, just forgive someone else right. um, or forgive ourselves for I that matter. I pay for it. Yeah. Right. And, and um, yeah. And then it, people just can't get over how easy it is. And so they're like, no, we have to make rules with this mm-hmm. also. And uh, yeah. When you say getting back to God, I almost feel like you're saying you get back to yourself. Yeah. The way that I see it is like, you know, like you said, you're born into this world. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Experiencing death is something that, you know, maybe a, a guy can't do, right? Mm-hmm. So experiencing death. And that you were not supposed to be here forever. Mm. Right. If we were supposed to be here forever, we'd live forever. We're not. <laughs> right. And we're specifically designed to evolve to a specific point. Mm-hmm. And then from there, our bodies, this matter, we just start to deteriorate in mm-hmm. this world right here. Mm-hmm. The only thing that we have that doesn't really deteriorate unless we, unless we, you know, are bad mm. is our spirit, mm-hmm. or what we have inside. Right. Whether you want to call it a spirit, a soul, your mm-hmm. conscience, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But when you look at yourself in the mirror and you look in your eyes, they say that's the windows to the soul, mm-hmm. and you figure out who you're trying to be, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, you're being influenced by so many different people from the moment that you're born mm-hmm. that it comes to that point when you realize, hey, I got to find out what I am. Yeah. 
who, what I am, not only what am I, what I am, mm-hmm. and what am I capable of doing? What mm-hmm. is my one hundred percent capacity here? Yeah, like what can I do mm-hmm. while I'm here? Right, and you know it sucks because you do have the spiritual thought. You know, hey, I want to change the world. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I want to do a lot of things. I want to build this building. I want to do this. I mm-hmm. want to do that. Yeah, but then you have to realize that you are living in like a material world too. So it's like mm-hmm. you know, it sucks that sometimes it's just like money stopping certain dreams to be pursued mm-hmm. or you could do so much if you just knew the right person mm-hmm. things like that but it's still that desire that thought that you have inside yourself mm-hmm. and then once you erase every single thing that you learned mm-hmm. prior to that moment which is very hard mm-hmm. you I feel like you just start this journey of oneself mm-hmm you're almost a child again. Yeah. And you could dictate because you're smart enough and you, you could dictate what you put into your soul, like what you decide to learn from here on out. Mm-hmm. And that's very, very important. Absolutely. Especially for people who um, haven't hit that plateau in their life where they washing their face, mm-hmm. you know, and then they dry their face off and they look in the mirror and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, crap, <laughs> I'm here. Mm-hmm. What am I? Like, yeah. what are you? Right. Like, think about it. What are you? Yeah. You know, the mm-hmm. people, you get the books, the scientific books, breathing human, um, biochemical, mechanical, mm-hmm. neurological system, exoskeletal, whatever. Right, right. All that talk. Mm-hmm. Right. But what really are you mm-hmm. and what are you capable of doing? Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to, to comment on... Um, about getting back to God is about getting back to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a book, uh, No Man is an Island by, I can't remember his first name. His I last name is Merton. Sorry? I remember the title. Okay. Um, that's what he talks about. And he's, it's, he's a, he was a, um, I want to say a Trappist monk, I think. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning of the book, he talks about how the journey towards God is the journey towards self. The more you get to know God, the more you get to know yourself. Mm-hmm. And I've never, I don't think I've stated this publicly, but, you know, that was, that was when I was in therapy, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like very open, vulnerable Mm -hmm. um, to to new ideas um, and such. And that, I don't think I I would have been able to grow without that. Um, Some people say, oh, you've fallen into heresy, but mm, (laughs) we'll see. Um, Just the, mm, the idea that, you know, like we can't comprehend who or what God is, mm-hmm. let alone who, what we are, mm-hmm. <laughs> as right, you right, just right. Uh, laid out for us. Right. Um, but just the idea that God is an idea, mm-hmm. you know, and ideas are what drive us to action. Mm-hmm. And not to say that that's all he is, but um, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's just kind of hard to see, like, um, you know, the way I see it, women are gods. They yeah. create life. Yeah. You know, they, you know, with, with our help, of course. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, like, they have, the, they have the ability to create a human being, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, they have everything that they need to create a human being. Mm-hmm. And then they raise children, and mm-hmm. they raise them to be molded into to, to what they are, and then they let them off into this world, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. like, in, you know, there's, there's a God in everyone. Yeah. You know, I think there's... I think so. You know, the idea behind God is just um, maybe the higher power within oneself. Mm. Mm-hmm. If I can, if I had to, ex- if I had to guess, 
Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I'm God. Yeah. <laughs> or you're God or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just saying that um, we all have potential to be a higher power within ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we bear the marks of God. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right on. Um, and actually, like, I had a fun thought, like, uh, like in science, there's, Oh, shoot, I don't know if I can even describe it correctly, but like all these different theories and then like some contradict each other. Mm-hmm. And so they're in the search for like the unifying theory. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking maybe that's God. <laughs> you know? Very simplistic, yeah. of course. And yeah. God is, you know, by definition, unstudiable. Yeah. Uh, and you can't like get empirical evidence or whatever. But uh, yeah. But really, in this world today, if God did come. Let's say Jesus came. Mm. Jesus came down. Mm-hmm. I'm back. Mm-hmm. Right? I want all you guys to be good mm-hmm. because now you know I'm here. Mm-hmm. And you know that uh, I'm the truth, the light, and the way. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to leave now, but I'll be back again to mm-hmm. check on you to mm-hmm. make sure that everybody's listening to what I'm saying. Yeah. And then they leave. A year later, everybody would forget that God or Jesus came down mm-hmm. and was here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, so mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's not really... Um, you know, I yeah. don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just like I said, there's a lot to learn from every religion. Mm-hmm. It's like a sponge. You take in all the good because there's so, so many goods and different types of religion. There's so many, so many things that you can, you can inherit. Mm-hmm. That's just positive, mm-hmm. great energy, mm-hmm. and it's just all the other stuff that you know causes. Uh, what do we call it? contention mm. between different religions? And it's mm-hmm. like religion and it's like war you can get mm-hmm. a war started yeah can you hear that yeah cindy cindy you can hear that <laughs> that's <was> okay <laughs> yeah religion so it's like you can start a war with religion you know uh-huh. so it's like i try to stay away from it mm-hmm. and i but i just try to learn within myself i'm trying to be mm-hmm. a better spiritual being mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i made a lot of mistakes and you know i it's just to be where I am now. There has to be a God, right? To put it like that. I I, I believe that, and I'm with that yeah. <laughs> for myself. Um, well, let's let's see here. So we've uh, hit a lot of. It's my first stuff podcast, on. by the way. Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> um, please to please to pop your podcast, Jerry. Thank yes. you. Thank you very much. I can um, let's move back to movies and yes. entertainment and stuff. Um, what are some of your favorite Favorite movies? I like, uh, oh my God, you're killing me with the favorite movies. <laughs> I think I've seen every single movie there is. Wow. Now, um, one of, some of my favorite movies are like the Will Smith movies, like uh, hmm. um, The Pursuit of Happiness was like one of my favorite oh, movies. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The acting in that, you know, Citizen Kane, of course, mm. where they show you the basics of the movies and, mm-hmm. and how the movies are made. Mm-hmm. Definitely like E.T. and Gremlins and all that stuff. You nice. start moving into the mm-hmm. Matrix and things like that. I had oh, The Godfather was a pretty good mm. movie. I like that. Mm-hmm. Did you kill me? Uh, my favorite movie? At uh, this moment. <clears throat> oh, okay, at this moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. Huh? Movies nowadays are killing me, man. Uh. Uh, let me see. The, my, the last movie I watched that I, re- I think I really liked was... um. Um, I liked Jungle Book. I liked the way that they made that one. Okay. And um, 
Um, wow. I don't know. <laughs> I was it's a- so hard because I watch movies all the time. Okay. There's no more movie magic, if you know what I mean. Mm. It's like every time I watch a movie, it's I'm studying it. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, that's a cool camera angle. Gotcha. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I like the older movies. Mm. The movies where, you know, yeah, like you have the Michael Douglas, mm-hmm. and, you know, you have the Bruce Willis, the Arnold Schwarzeneggers, mm-hmm. you know, the Charles Bronson, the, you know, those are the movies that I kind of fell in love with because mm-hmm. that's when they had the real stories, mm. they had the real drama, and they read that real action. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, everything is so, it's just like, it's flooded. Mm. So, um, have you had a chance to see Logan? I have not seen Logan yet. Logan is amazing. Is it? Yes. Okay, so I haven't seen Logan yet. It is really good. I like the Star Wars movie. You can call all the Star Wars Mm -hmm. and um, Ridley Scott's movies. Alien? Yeah. I like the Alien, okay, but Prometheus Mm -hmm. too as well. Mm -hmm. You know, Ridley Scott is like a genius. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so in Star Wars, what did you think of, um, you know, talking about the older movies, now with the, um, you know, Episode 7, mm-hmm. Rogue One, what do you think of those? I haven't seen, okay, wait, did I see Rogue One? I saw Rogue One. Okay. I'm thinking more of the older movies. Okay. Yeah. But what did you think of Rogue One? Like, the newer ones now? Like, how do they hold up compared to the they're original good. trilogy? I mean, they're good. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Cliff, the way that I see, <laughs> the way, okay, I've gone to the movie theaters and I would leave out disappointed nowadays because, mm. and I'm gonna tell you why. Mm. It might just be me, mm-hmm. you know. I might be a movie snob or what snob or whatever, but mm. it seems like okay, okay. When you when we started out with television shows, right? Mm-hmm. Back in the days, actors if they got sent to a television show, it'd be like career murder, mm. career suicide. They didn't want to be on a television show. They right. wanted to be in the movies. Movies were the thing. Mm-hmm. And that's when movies were good. Mm-hmm. Right? And television shows were like, oh, it's a television show. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Then you started getting the Netflix, the Hulu, the Crackles. You started getting the Amazon uh, Prime and you know all, all Amazon Studio and YouTube Live and all this other stuff. Right? And then mm-hmm. they started developing these television shows. Mm-hmm. Right? And you got television show after television show after television show. And then all of a sudden, hey, we get invested into these stories. Mm-hmm. We get invested into the characters. Mm-hmm. We've learned to hate them. We learned to love them. Mm-hmm. You know, we get we have time to develop a connection with the story. Right. So if, uh, you know, um, so that's what happened with the television shows. And that's what's going on now today. Okay. Then what started happening is, oh, but we can also watch movies on this stuff, too. So Mm. everybody started making movies. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about movies that just... They just flooded the market with movies. Remember when gotcha. Netflix came out? You see the boom mic sometimes pop, <laughs> pop into the scene. Uh-huh. It just just like just let's get as many movies as possible out there onto these things to get mm-hmm. this thing up and running. Right. So nowadays, when I go watch a film, they mm-hmm. try to make the films because t- TV is popular. Mm-hmm. They try to make the films in the same way mm-hmm. where they're making the the TV shows. Interesting. They have two or three different characters and they have two or three different stories for each character, mm-hmm. right? But they only have an hour and 20 or whatever minutes right. to, to for, have for us to fall in love with the characters. Mm-hmm. And that's not enough time. Mm. They're trying to use the same format. Mm-hmm. And then since they can't do that, what they start doing is throwing this whole bunch of uh, uh, 
special effects in 3D mm. in there, you know, mm-hmm. and all this stuff, this stuff to to it's like slide a hand. Hey, the story's not that well, but we got a whole bunch of cool special effects. Look right. over here, right? Mm-hmm. And then you leave with this mediocre movie. Mm. Right? right, right, and so at the end of the movie, I just I'm just like oh, we've seen this before, right, right, we've seen this before. It's all becoming like cookie cutter, yeah, formulaic. Yeah, we've so. seen this before, and, and yeah. it's almost like the movies back in the days, man. They didn't really have all these special effects, so they had to work their butts off mm-hmm. man, to make these films, yeah. and they really got us involved with these characters, and they got us involved with the storyline, and mm-hmm. you know, and when there was action, it was real action, explosions, mm-hmm. and you sure. know, all that stuff. Nowadays, you know, I uh, nowadays I saw Fast and the Furious Seven. I liked it. I really did, mm-hmm. and um, you know. Um, I, I, you know, I really don't have nothing bad to say about you know people who who are making these movies and things mm. like that. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is, um, more often than not, I'm getting leaving the theaters like disappointed. Like, mm. you know, we have some movies coming out that I haven't seen before. You know, mm-hmm. and you know when you create new worlds, you create different people because you know if you can get the same, if you can see something on a film and then. You know, it could actually happen in real life. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, you know, where's that mystery that t- it takes us? Where's the imagination mm. nowadays, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to see more imagination in the movies. You okay. Know? We saw, I saw uh, BF, B, Big Friendly Giant. That oh, was yeah, pretty BFG. cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Anything that has more... Um, takes me outside of being a human. Okay. You know what I mean? Or just mm-hmm. being a human outside of being a... You know, something just like that yeah you know mm-hmm. but um but television shows they are they're just like huge now mm-hmm. you, did you you like Walking Dead um I, it's okay I haven't like quite gotten into it I watched uh, the first two seasons or so in the yeah. last year yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, not really caught up on it or anything. No, you know, you should uh, just an idea of how bad these 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 characters are they they get you to fall in love with these characters. Mm-hmm. There's an episode where we thought Glenn died. Oh, yeah. Right. So we thought he died. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much turmoil caused <laughs> because everybody thought Glenn died? Oh, well, shut the internet down. It was so horrible. Everybody mm. thought, oh, my God. And that's the reaction that I want mm. uh, from, you know, my film. I want people uh, to love sure. the characters. I want them to love the, uh, the, the whole concept. Mm-hmm. And, and I want people to... If I make a 3D mm. film, mm-hmm. I want people to just like feel like they're in the 3D film because right. right now, 3D almost feels like a waste of money to me. It's mm. like, you know, there's a, something to fly at you one or two times, but mm-hmm. then other than that, yeah. but, um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a movie snob. <laughs> I'm like, we could do better, people. We can do better, people. Oh, hey, <laughs> you are doing better. You got your production coming out, and I'm looking really looking forward to yeah. seeing that come to fruition. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let me see here. Okay, it's about an hour ten. Um, Let's let's hit a. uh, uh, Let's not do a spew. No gimmicks or anything. But um, uh, what what is your favorite holiday? Christmas. Yes. Who doesn't love Christmas? A lot of people apparently, but it's my favorite also. Yeah. What do you love about it? 
you know, I just love the spirit in the air at mm. Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Everybody's so happy. Yeah. Everybody's so cheerful. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the songs, the different jingles playing from mm-hmm. different songs. Yeah. You get so many different cool decorations. Mm-hmm. You know, and you get, you know, nowadays, now that I'm older, I like to buy gifts more than I like to receive them. Sure. For some reason, like if I go out shopping, uh, I would probably end up buying gifts for everybody else versus myself. You know, mm-hmm. I haven't, I don't know what what it is about me. I just, uh, I hope, hopefully, I stay that way even when I'm super rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I usually, you know, I just love giving gifts to people. Like I love yeah. to see the reaction because mm-hmm. I like to take my time and I like to see what people like based on what I know about them. Right. And then I try to give them a gift that I think that they would say, oh, wow, this person really took time to think about mm-hmm. what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And then I get some crappy gift, but it's okay. No, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, Christmas time is the best time of the year. Mm. You know, um, it's just when there's so much joy, there's so much spirituality going on. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. There's just, um, it's just the best time of the year. Yeah. It's when everybody's happy. Yeah. What's your favorite Christmas? Mostly Chris- everybody's yeah. happy. Yeah. What's your favorite Christmas movie then? I would say Gremlins, the Christmas, the ah! Christmas one, Gremlins. Nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll go way back to the Gremlins. That's the great. Movie. Yeah, because a lot of people are now um, saying Die Hard qualifies as a Christmas movie. Die Hard movie. is awesome, too. Yes, uh, I would go to Die Hard. Yeah, I was thinking more like Elf, <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life or something, which yeah, are delightful films. But wonderful Life is good, too. You mm. go there, too. too. Mm-hmm. But when you said, what's my favorite film, the first thing I thought it was the... Gremlins. Gremlins. Yeah, it's a Christmas. You know, why not? Any Shane Black film, actually, is a Christmas yeah. also. So, Very cool. Um, also, oh, what's the other one? Um, uh, M. Night Shyamalan? Mm-hmm. Did he, what's the one he did? The Nightmare Before Christmas? Was no. that him? No, 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 no. Who's that? Um, I know Tim Burton produced Tim Burton, Tim Burton. He produced it, but it's, uh, I think it was Henry Selick. Okay. Who's the actual director? Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. 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 Shyamalan, Sixth Sense. Split. Split. Which was awesome. Yes. So from a psychological point of view, I'm like, mm-hmm. you can take this movie into class oh, yes. and you can say, okay, what do we have here? Mm-hmm. You can teach with that movie if you right. wanted to. Yeah. Did you see his previous film, uh, The Visit? The Visit. I think that was last with year. With the grandparents? Yeah. Yeah, that was creepy. That was awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, I did not yeah, see that absolutely. coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, I like movies that can scare you. I okay. like movies that can scare you, but not uh, horror. I okay. want you. There's a. What's this movie? We were watching this movie. It's. Um, they scared you just by the sound effects. Oh yeah. The camera motion. Cheap scares. Cheap thrills. Those are good though. Like, oh. Really scared. <laughs> no. Some people have to go all out. Like you see the knife. You see uh-huh. the blood. You see yeah. The, uh, 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 to be scared, right? Mm-hmm. This one, they're taking the camera down the hallway. They're moving the camera back. Uh-huh. You bring the camera down the hallway a little bit further, and then uh-huh. they got the music. Yeah. And then everything's kind of quiet. And then they turn the camera this way, and you think, oh, that's where we're getting scared. Right. It's like, no, it's not that. Then Are you talking still... about Conjuring 2? No, I'm not talking oh, about okay. Conjuring 2. I'm talking about, um, uh, oh my God, I can't remember the name of it. It's supposed to the S. S. Uh, and it's, I just can't remember the name of it. Hmm. But it scared the crap out of you, and nobody died in the movie. Everybody was already dead. What? Uh, How does that work? Everyone's already dead. I don't know. The, the title is in red, and it's like, Dang! Oh. They probably, like, two, they said they did two two seasons. I mean, two, um, two, um, two films. Huh. But 
I'll, I'll, on my way home, I'll remember it. Uh, this is what it is. Yeah. yeah, I have to look into that. But it's good. I like to be scared mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. Um, I like thrillers. Mm. You know, I like stories. Mm-hmm. Just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, um, I, my wife has uh, a group of friends. They've created the Scary Movie Club. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> we try to get out and see scary movies when we can. And nice. we've seen The Visits, um, Conjuring 2, which mm-hmm. was like the first horror movie that really legit scared the crap out of me. I gotta see Conjuring too. Oh my gosh. I, I haven't seen, seen the first one. I've seen that's Conjuring. Re- I've heard that's yeah. really good. Um, people who've seen the first one say the first one's better, uh-huh. um, but I only saw the second one. Like, right. I was sitting in the theater with my hands over my face really? for parts <laughs> of the film. I am not joking. Oh my, and there were a couple of times I screamed. I want to be scared. And like, that. Yeah, the, yeah. like the friends were like, did Cliff scream? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, he did. Um, uh, and Baba Duke, did you see Baba that? Baba Duke, yeah, oh, that, was that was good. That was good. That was scary, but that's yeah. one was like Baba Duke, Duke, Duke. Duke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 indeed. Um, so um, switching over, um, and I won't keep you too much longer. Um, so I was going to ask this question anyway, but I feel like it's more poignant now. What is your concept of family? Oh wow, you know, like Ooh. what's your family is just it's just mm. like um, it's just like community too mm. you know I growing up you know I have I have two children mm. you know we have a rocky relationship mm. you know especially since the move out here oh, okay you know and they didn't move with you no they didn't move with oh, me okay no. um, I had my children when I was young mm. you know my um, I had my daughter when I was uh, just I was just 14 mm. when my daughter was born wow. and the mother was older mm. an older woman okay and uh, I had my son when I was uh, 16 mm. so you know my children are older now but mm-hmm. our relationship is kind of rocky there's so many things I regret there's so many things that I just didn't have control mm. over mm-hmm. and um, you know uh, we just are in contact and you know we're in contact okay you know okay but no more than like if I see other fr- my, some of my friends and how they are with their kids, like it's pretty much the same thing once they get older. Mm. You know, it's just call here and there, text here and there if they sure. need somebody. Mm-hmm. But um, family is uh, my concept with family. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, like family is not my blood. Mm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of my family are people that have no relation to me <laughs> whatsoever. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we're good friends or, you know, we've known each other for a long time and they know me. Like, my girlfriend is my family. Mm-hmm. Lisa Lisa Jones, she's my family. Mm-hmm. You know, and people that I work with in the neighborhood, they're like, they're my family. Or mm-hmm. people who, who know me, those are my family members. Mm-hmm. And I have a sister who is... Um, She's my she's my family too. You know, we all got separated. Yeah. You know, when we were kids, so oh. we were all split up. What was the cause of that, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, my mother, she mm-hmm. just um, just couldn't take care of us. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. In those days, back in those days, in that type of environment, at mm-hmm. that specific point in time in history, sure. you know, um, a lot of African Americans back then had it hard, mm. and she uh, just was um, in that. She just grew up in the wrong time, mm. right? So, mm-hmm. uh, just a lot of irresponsibleness and things like that. So, I have family, but you know, my sister, we, we got in contact a while back and we stay in contact, mm-hmm. you know, 
and my kids, you know, we try to stay in contact as much as possible. Yeah. You know, and, um, but, um, you know, my son, Dallin, he is, he's just like me, even though, you know, we're so far apart. Mm. You know, he's trying to do his filming and he's mm. into hip hop and all this other, trying to be an artist. And, and you know, it's just, it's very, very complicated. Mm. It's a sad story. And I'm just trying to mend all the, my relationship mm-hmm. with my my family mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really have family that I know. Okay. Right. Uh, like, as far as blood relatives. Like, right. if you said, if this is Kendrick's blood relative, do you know him? I said, no, I don't really know him or I don't know her. Mm-hmm. But I have family that sort of kind of adopted me into their life. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. Um, yeah. I figure That's once beautiful. I uh, have enough money, I'm going to adopt a lot of kids or hmm. have a lot of children. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. And uh, what would you say your, your personal philosophy is for life? <laughs> well, personal philosophy in life, you're throwing the big ones at me. <laughs> um, personal philosophy. And I know I have this written down somewhere. Hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be anything deeper. I mean, just but. never, like, never quit. Find out who you are, mm. and be that until the day that you die. Mm-hmm. You know, don't burn any bridges. Mm. You know, if it's not too late. Like some people <laughs> already burn bridges. So I haven't really burned any bridges, so mm. don't burn any bridges. Don't cheat anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, never play cards with a man named Doc. <laughs> What's never up with eat, that? Never eat at a, a place called Mom and Pops. Oh, okay. Just uh, no, no. Don't just be a decent human being. Try to get along with people. Try mm-hmm. to be fair mm-hmm. and honest. Yeah. You know, as much as possible, mm-hmm. even if it's even if it even if it's gonna hurt somebody. Mm. You know, and just um, say what you're gonna do and do what you say. Yeah. Like, cause in in this industry that I'm working with in now, like, there's no room for second chances. Mm-hmm. Like, there is gonna be somebody who's gonna give me a shot. Mm-hmm. And the last thing that I'm going to do is burn any bridges. You know, I'm going to prove myself. I've proven myself without any, you know, funding and financial backing and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've gotten a lot of people to follow me. Yeah. You know, and uh, what in, in, in this endeavor. Mm-hmm. And as long as I don't quit, there's going to be the people who are going to invest in. They're not really investing in the film. They're investing in me. Mm-hmm. And. Um, just don't burn any bridges. Right. Do what you say you're gonna do, mm. the be- to the best of your ability. Absolutely. No matter who you are, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Just say what you mean and mean what you say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that's that's about all I've got. How do you feel? You feel good? I feel good, man. Thanks okay. for letting me come out here. There's a lot of stuff on this mm. that I've spoken about that nobody has no clue. Okay. About. So I don't know where this is going to air. Where is this going to air? Uh, it's going to be through my website initially, phaseonmedia.com, mm-hmm. um, the podcast tab, and then trying to get it pushed out to iTunes. Mm-hmm. Awesome, uh, awesome. It should go through because it's all going to be like original content mm-hmm. and or, or licensed uh, content for the music. But nice. um, yeah, as are soon keep, as are you keeping all this, or do you chop it up? And- like, how do you do it? Oh, no, the plan is just put it out there, just like oh, okay. this. Yeah, yeah, if anything, just might help adjust the levels if need be and yeah, yeah. try to cut the fan out if we can. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me on the show. And, Thanks. You know, um, 
should get to vent a little bit. And yeah. Hope people get to understand where I come from. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the whole point of this. Yeah. So cool. All Just right. Send me a link so I can post it. Oh, of course. Of course. So don't forget to go to www.facebook.com forward slash the Tattoo Club Curse of the Dragon. Like our page. Mm-hmm. If you want to be an investor in the film or if you want to get more involved in the film, uh, just just hit me up. Um, send me a message on Facebook mm-hmm. and um, we can go from there. All right. You got Twitter, Instagram? Yeah, I do, but I don't have it by heart. I don't oh. memorize it by heart. <laughs> okay. I have somebody who makes those pages for me. So okay. Well, just yeah. shoot me the information. I'll put it at the top. All right, cool. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it, Cliff. Man. All right. Yeah, thanks again. No, no problem. All right. There we go. Thank you for listening to Cutting It Close with Cliff Bailey, a production of Faison Media. Check us out at faisonmedia.com, datcom, geez, dot com slash cutting. Faisonmedia.com slash cutting. Kenny is available on Instagram, Simmons808. You can also follow him on Facebook and the film the Tattoo Club, Curse of the Dragon, all on Facebook. Yes. You can follow the pod on Instagram and Twitter at Cutting Close Pod, SoundCloud.com slash Cutting It Close. YouTube, search for Cutting It Close with Cliff Bailey. And Facebook, the same, Cutting It Close with Cliff Bailey. Uh, music licensed and downloaded from audioblocks.com. And please consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash cutting it close. That will get us more interviews, better equipment, better stands, and uh, all that good stuff uh, to bring more of these stories to your ear holes. Thank you for listening. Please like, share, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. Hopefully this will be on iTunes by now. Hmm. Yeah. You check on that. Um, but, uh, yeah, share it around if you dig it. If you don't, then don't. Yeah, it's that easy. Okie dokie. That's all I've got. Please enjoy the rest of your time on Earth, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.